Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Dan Blanc, founder and CEO of Fence King, who's serving those looking to provide privacy and security and peace of mind for their families and pets, and they surround your kingdom with quality and make you feel like royalty. And Dan's also the host of My Fence Life, Post, which is the perfect blend of beer, bourbon, and business. Love that. Hey, Dan, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolute pleasure. I know there's so much more that you you do in business. But that's just a sort of top level. So can you expand a bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you'd love to work with? Um, Where am I at today? Well, even though I've been in business 24 years, I didn't decide until five years ago that, hey, this is more than just putting money in my pocket. I can really do something with this. So then I actually started building a business. Prior to that, um, I was just building a checking account, man. And once I realized that I had something here and that I had what it took to build the business, I started doing it, you know? So, you know, in five years, I've taken this thing from nothing to where it is today. Um, The business is 24 years old, but I took a five-year hiatus and it started all over again. And after a couple of years of doing that, then I think it was like 2019, I was like, all right, I got to do something with this and made it into what it is today. Mm. Uh, You know, when it comes to working with people, obviously I want to work with people in my community, help provide them with privacy, security, peace of mind, because that's what we do, man. People don't realize fences keep people out of airports and out of military bases and fences are a big part of our world. Um, when it comes to uh, working with people, again, in another aspect, the reason why we have the podcast is because I want to help new entrepreneurs mm. not make the mistakes I made. Because, man, just think if they would have had YouTube back in 1999. Think about that. My business would have blown up. But now I just had to figure things out. I had to make mistakes. I had mm. to get slapped on the hand. Hey, that's not what you do in business. But now with YouTube, you can kick back, watch that, and go, oh, okay, I need to get an LLC. Oh, I need to make that an S-Corp. I need to make it a C-Corp. You know, I'm going to pop that and challenge that because blessing and a curse, yes, it's amazing to have all this value and information at our fingertips, which we do. However, it doesn't mean shit if we're not able to do something with it. And there's almost a plethora of advice and wisdom, which turns into entertainment. So would you... 
think you have to be in the right place. At what stage in your career would this have been really amazing, really helped you? At what stage would it have been like you weren't ready for it? So what what was it for you at that point where the business changed from just money, checking account, it's just working to hold on, there's something else here? What was that like? Uh, that was when Pepper, my fiance, was like, you know, you got something here. Let's do something with this. Do you realize what you have here? And I was like, no. And I'm the type of guy that when you put something out there, I kind of chew on it, ponder on it. And it yeah. took me probably six, eight months to go, you know, I think you're right. And I went ahead and walked into uh, my local supplier and I told my sales guy, uh, I said, man, we're, I'm going to change. I'm going to change this region when it comes to fencing. And that's when it all clicked. And I can tell you right now when it was, it was January, 2018, because I had baseball bats, Louisville sluggers, and we use those as milestones and we call it swinging for the fence. So every time we set a milestone on our business and we swing in for the fence and we, we conquer that, we get a baseball bat made and we just do different colors and so forth. So I'm looking at it right now. It's in my office, January, 2018, swinging for the fence. We're going to take over. And that's when it all changed for me. So then I was like, all right, how am I going to do that? I can't do it on my own. If I could have done it on my own, I would have done it by now. Um, the biggest part was just making that decision, just resolving yeah. within me, hey, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change this. I'm going to do something with this. So yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest part, having that switch just click in your head so you well, can that, that moment for you, it feels like that the – you had to change your identity. You had to change who you were as a, as a leader, as a, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. And exactly, exactly, man. That's when I had to go clean up my Facebook. I was like, Whoa, I can't have all this. Let me go clean this up. I had to start betraying myself as a businessman in my community and where I could be a reputable member of community and be a reputable business member of the community. That's when so I what started. What those changes for you? What were those maybe top three things that you you maybe the it's the beliefs that you held, the stories that you told, the promises that you once had? What were those things that you had to unlearn and change to grow into the person that you knew you needed to be but weren't quite there yet? Man, the things I had to unlearn. Wow, I had to unlearn a lot because I was just going by the seat of my pants. Um. I had to unlearn how to be a fence builder and learn how to be a business owner. That was a big thing. Mm -hmm. um, now that was 2019. So we had YouTube, right? And we had Facebook groups and those things helped me. Those things helped me say, Hey, this is how a business owner acts. This is what he does and so forth. Um, another thing that I had to learn, um, not only did I have to learn to act and be a business owner, I had to learn what an actual business owner does, what his role is. Mm. And those roles change. You could be a business owner that still works out in the field and also runs a business. Um, or like today, I'm a business owner and it just so happens we do fencing, you know? Yeah. So um, those are uh, those are big things, man. You literally have to change your mindset and your character. So both of those things get changed. Yeah, there's, there's so much in that. And one thing that you said a few minutes ago, it was the uh, the decision, the decision that you made. Yeah. Decision-making 
Now, shit, that is that's huge for business owners. The the amount of time we can sit and waste, the amount we can pilot and second guess ourselves. What was it like? What how hard was it to become the person that can make those decisions to that can actually see what is the right thing and actually move forward with it? What was that evolution for you like? Well, I was thought I was doing that and realized I wasn't. So then I ended up getting a mentor. So then that mentor helped me make those right decisions, those hard decisions. And he started coaching me. You know, a business coach is a big deal. Not everyone can afford one at first. So sometimes you might just need to find a local mentor, business owner, you know, go to a local networking group, befriend a guy who owns a business that's where you want to be, and he'll start teaching you. And eventually you can get your own guy. Mm. So I ended up having to bring somebody in and say, hey, man, teach me how to run a business because you're successful. You have 70-something pool stores around the country. Uh, you know a little bit more than I do. So what should I be doing? And by having that person in my corner, he helped turn me into what I am today. So you what know? was it, if you, can, if you can narrow down to maybe one or two top things, what was it that you learned or saw that you weren't doing or shit you were doing that needed to change because fundamentally they were acting, feeling, working differently? Um, my CPA and P&Ls. When I finally realized that I need to be paying attention to my P&Ls on almost a weekly basis, depending on how often those things are refreshed, mm. um, I had an outside CPA doing it. So once a month, it was getting done. And man, when I sat down and went through my P&Ls, guess what I realized? I wasn't making any money. I realized that my monthly cost was through the roof. We cut almost sixteen thousand dollars a month out of my monthly overhead when I when I brought on that uh that coach. And mm. I thought, oh, I need this. Oh, I need that. You know, he's like, No, you don't need this. Do this, do that, cut cost here. Um, you know, so seeing those PLs and being able to read one and understand it, and something as simple as having uh the little box checked for the percentage of what that line is on your PL, the percentage of that is of your sales. That's a huge thing, you know, yeah. because then when you start looking at your advertising, you don't want to be over five. You want to be three to 5% of your overall percentage of your overall sales spending on advertisement. And if you're not spending that, you need to spend more. If you're spending too, you could be spending too much. So I learned all that. And that was a huge thing. PLs. So that's something that I wasn't doing that I needed to hmm. do something I was doing and needed to stop doing was being a friend to my employees or team members, whatever verbiage you want to use, you know, there comes, there's a fine line there and they still have to know that you're the boss and so forth. Hmm. So all that, all that matters. And that yeah. was, that was a big thing, man. Really was. Hey, there's so much awareness in that. If you just simplify this message that you were, you didn't have the awareness, didn't have the visibility of maybe the metric metrics that you needed at the time. Um, you didn't have the awareness of how to, how to be the right leader. And I, I want to hold place for this to me. This can be guilt induced. It can be shameful, but in hindsight, it's so easy to look back, but now you get to look back with the person that you are right now. So as you've, as you've grown through this, as you've had this guidance and awareness, 
where do you find yourself today? Are you finished? Are you the end product? Are you taking on a new evolution? What's it like in your in your current place? Because we're always going through like some transition, right? Yeah, I mean, as an entrepreneur, man, I've always got this drive and this hunger. And once I satisfy it, I get a little settled in. And then guess what? I find another one, you know? And I mean, like right now, my new thing is, is, is staying. We're introducing staying and we're diversifying because of the way the economy is right now. We need to diversify and mm. we need to, um, to brace for percentages that are going to drop. So what do you do? You pick up another Avenue, you know, and that Avenue staying. So now that's my new thing. I'm marketing staying. I'm pushing staying. I'm, um, uh, that's, that's my new drive. And am I where I'm, ever going to be no, i'm never going to be settled i'm never going to be yeah. i want to be you know i'll probably be on my deathbed going i could have done this i wish i would have strived harder and made this more successful um you know so i got a long ways to go i think i'm in a good place but i'm not where yeah. i want to be i'm far from it i have some of my mentors that i look at and i think to myself i may never make it where they are mm. so i never want to be the smartest guy in the room i want to be the dumbest you know so how do you manage yourself through this? Because we're talking about a lot of business stuff there with what you need to do to like diversify, to maintain this, this current climate with ups and downs and external factors. How are you maintaining yourself as, as the human, as the business owner? What's that like? That's difficult, man. Um, you know, when, you know, when you're a, uh, when you're an entrepreneur and you have that drive, the word balance isn't in there, man. Um, a lot of people say, oh, you need balance. You need balance. Ah, man, when you got a hunger like that, there's no balance. And I am literally coming off a year and a half of no balance. Um, I dove into my business for the past year and a half. I neglected my health. I neglected my fiance. I neglected my family. I missed birthdays. I missed anniversary because I was driving. I worked seven days a week. And, you know, mm. so – Right now, I'm coming off a year and a half stint. Prior to that, I had about a year stint with a little six-month break. And I'm in that mm -hmm. break. Well, guess what? In that year and a half, I put on about 60 more pounds. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't exercising. It was get up, work, 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 go to bed. Get up, work, work. You know what I mean? So um, right now, where, where I'm at, I'm in this little low. And I'm kind of enjoying life. And I'm back to a normal person's life with balance. Yeah. But as soon as this stain thing gets a hold of me, it's going to be right back to being a hermit and making this explode because, you know, the, the reason behind me doing that is I'm trying to build generational wealth and I'm trying to build a legacy. I've got kids. I got two of my boys that work for me in my business. I still have four other mm -hmm. kids that might possibly come into it one day. And I want to build a legacy, man. And I want them walking down the hallway of this building or the, the newer building that they built. And there's a picture of the old man on the wall going, we're all here because of this guy. And in the process, creating some generational wealth. Then can I just throw in a, a conflicting view there? Because the passion, motivation, the drive is great. Absolutely. Going through these cycles of just complete focus and neglect, those things seem to go hand in hand. Now, what if, what if it didn't have to be so black and white, so one way or the other? What if there was a way for you to build 
to keep that drive and motivation without neglecting either your business or your family or yourself to hold those is that something that you don't believe in you don't see you've never seen why so far one way or the other i don't know man i can't answer that it's when you just get something in you that's eaten away and that's all you can think about you know i go to bed thinking about what i didn't do today that i should have done last week but it's still not done but i'm going to get it done tomorrow and i'm going to have it done and then bam that's done boom and then then when you start seeing everything around you start working properly because of what you did then it's just it, it's it's almost like an addiction you know um you know ask a drug addict why he does it you know he doesn't know he just does it and that's almost like entrepreneurship is for me i'm not mm. saying it's for everybody but i wish i could have that balance man that would be phenomenal my family would love it my, you know I just want to hold that statement there, if I may. Sure. You wish you could have that. Do you really? I don't know if, I mean, maybe I say I wish, but I don't, because I love what I do. I love it. So if I work seven days a week, 18-hour days, I'm just taking it in stride. It's another day to me. Everything around me is falling apart, you know. Uh, uh, Pepper's, you know, going off with her friends for dinner and I'm at home, you know, in my PJs working till 10 o'clock at night, pounding away on a computer or building a brand. I built so yeah. many brands. It's, it's phenomenal, you know? So, you know, I think I say I wish because I know those around me wish that they had it. So, and, and mm. I care about them. So I want to, I want to help their wishes come true. But on the flip side, I've got this thing in me that's just eating away, and I've just got to make it happen. Mm, so let, let's, if if we can, just dive into that, just uh, you know, one level deep of what that desire, what that is, because if it sounds like everyone around you is one wants, hold on, everything around you wants more of you. Your business wants more of you. Your team probably wants more of you. Your family want more of you. You have this drive veering towards potentially i want to say self-destructive because you've made some huge grounds and some, some major successes here i know where you're going with this and i can answer the question before you ask it i'll tell you where the drive comes from okay we're going to get a little personal here but when i was growing up my mom and dad split up when i was two got back together when i was four then split up again when i was seven so my whole life i was told i'll never be anything you're going to be just like your dad so you want to know what that fuel is proving my mom wrong that I'm going to do it and I'm going to be the best at it. And you're going to, no matter what you think and feel, you're going to have to sit back one day and go, you know what? I was wrong. So I've spent my whole life trying to prove her wrong. Maybe that's something I need to sit down with a psychiatrist or go to therapy for, but really that's the driving factor. And the problem is, is now that she's no longer with us, I'm still doing it, <laughs> you know, ah, because okay. now everybody says, man, your dad would be so proud of you because I lost my dad back in 2015, man. I run into people that, man, I see you around town. I see your trucks. I see what you're going on. I saw your podcast. Your dad would be so proud. So I think maybe that trying to prove her wrong 
has gone away and now I'm trying to make my dad even more proud of me. So there is a, there's an inbuilt pattern. There are some habits. There are some traits that you have. It comes from overcorrecting and has been glorified maybe along the way. Mm. To be able to, to pause and hold space for Dan, dude, this iteration in this level, if you've done this, if you've both proven them wrong and made them proud, if you could hold that as true, what do you want? What do you want? And now, what I said earlier, what I want, I want to, I want to build a legacy. I want my name on a building. I want it to be remembered and in the process create generational wealth and have my next, the next generation help the next generation. I'm hoping what I'm doing today will not only affect my kids, but my kids' kids and my grandkids will be talking about me long after I'm done and they'll be working in a business that I started or created. Mm. So how can you do that? How can you achieve that without, at what cost? How can you continue to do that with releasing certain elements to be able to enjoy, guide, have, fucking have it all? You've set so many foundations. You're at the place where you can have it all. To be able to be in that moment, in that place, now we're back to decisions. The identity that you were when you first started this, this empire, decision-making, action, drive, you know where it's come from right now. To hold everything, the amazing business that you're building and it's growing, especially in this climate, the family that you have, there is so, so much your health that you want to hold dear and maximize. What's the right path for you? I don't know. I maybe need to think about that a little more. I mean, I could probably spit something out, but it would probably change. Um, yeah. You know, I, I mean, you know, I, I keep saying Pepper. She's my uh, my fiance. She, um, she said just a week or so ago, she's like, are you done proving everybody wrong and making everybody happy? Are you going to make yourself happy? You know, so I see myself there. I see my fence business getting to the point to where it's almost to where it can run on its own. You know, everyone says they own a business, but can you take a month off? <laughs> it owns us, right? Right. Really, you're an employee. You just, yeah. your name's on the paperwork. You're responsible for everything. You're really an employee. I'm this close to being a true business owner that can take a month off and pop back in and see what's going on, give a little guidance, and then check then, in once a week. Then tell me. And then that's what, – What's that step? You say, you say you're so close. What is that step? What is that next iteration for you that's going to take you to, to, to that level? Well, it's part of what I've been working on, trying to build a culture. Um, if my business has good culture, then just – my team members going around town talking about their job is going to draw other people that want to be part of that culture. So it's building a culture, 
So then once you build that culture, you'll draw the proper team members, right? What's the, uh, I can't think of a book at the moment, but, you know, get the right people on the bus and get the right people on the bus in the right seats on the bus. Uh-huh. So that's something that I've been doing the last year and a half, yeah. working on that, striving to the point to where I can still be the owner. I can still step away, mm. take a week with Pepper and go somewhere and come back and not even pick up the phone the whole time I'm gone. So the last year and a half has been a lot of that, a lot of yeah. getting everything in order and getting it to that point. I brought in my oldest son. He's been with me a few years now and he'll come to me with a problem. And I'm like, okay, well, what's give me two solutions. Don't come to me. With problem. Come, I need two solutions. And I always pick one of his solutions. So I'm teaching him to make those decisions, mm. have him sit in on business meetings with me and my tax attorney, me and my banker, me and my insurance guy, me and my CP, you know, he needs to be there with all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm grooming my team and I'm hoping in the next couple of years, everyone will be groomed to the point to where they're sitting in the right seat. They're not going anywhere. And this thing starts running itself. And I'm just the old man that they come to to ask questions sometime. And I got an office in the back that, you know, I'm in once or twice a week. Yeah. So I'm not sure if this is, if this is you or not, what, what do you find or what do you think is going to be the tough thing to let go of? Because saying let go is one thing and hearing your story and how you've built and your driver motivation, that and letting go. Oh, <laughs> They're two ends of the spectrum, but they are in different worlds. So what do you know is going to be tough for you to be able to let go of? It's going to be letting go, period, and just like letting go of the steering wheel and letting it drive itself. That's going to be tough, but I'm learning. And you want to know what taught me how to do that is my my CRM. Because I was a micromanager. I had every aspect of the business. And then once I brought my CRM in, it automatically started assigning tasks to other people as things move through a workflow. So it's helping me learn that, Hey, you can let go. Someone else can build that job. You know, Hey, someone else can call and collect that payment. Someone else can get that material order together because it's creating tasks for other people on my team to do. And eventually Mm. the way I'll get there is by taking me off of those workflows less and less and giving more and more to my team. And it's going to force me not to micromanage and not want to be in control. Mm. So it's crazy how a CRM has helped me get there because if I wouldn't have had it, I'd still have to have my hand in everything. It's just who I am. So, so for you, it sounds me. like it's more experiential. It is seeing it maybe being forced and, here it is, the drive, the motivation that you've had to force your business forward. Now you need the force to get the fuck out of the way. Stop doing all the jobs, exactly. whether it's a person, a platform, whatever it might be. So there is so much drive within this. It sounds like it is experiential. You need to see it and feel it to be like, okay, it's it's it's, it's working. It's happening, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at hiring a guy and he asked me something and I said, look, man, I don't know if I got this right or not. I haven't put up a fence in seven years, but we're doing something like this, you know? So if that would have been me four years ago, I would have known the exact answer to the T now it's I'm running a business. It just so happens we do fences. Yeah. So 
that's a good thing. I'm getting further and further out of the actual day to day. Fantastic. Dan, I love that. Hey, look, thank you so much for sharing your business and, and your evolution through this. It's fascinating to hear different perspectives. And and thank you so much for, for joining us today. Hey, no problem, man. Anytime. I love talking business. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. And look, if people want to find out more about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? I'm all over the place. I have a fence king down in Covington, Louisiana, which is just north of New Orleans in uh, good old America. And I also have a business podcast, Beer, Bourbon, and Business, called My Fence Life. So you can go to myfencelife.com. My website for my fence company is fencethisyard.com. Awesome stuff. Well, everyone, if you're curious, please go and check it out. But Dan, again, thank you for being here and thank you for thank you for playing along. <laughs> no problem, man. Maybe I'll have you on our show. I'd be an absolute pleasure. Beer, <laughs> bourbon, business. That's what I'm all about. That's it. That's the that's know, the dream, man. right? I mean, what's better? It's like it's like we're sitting around a campfire at a bar. Grab a beer, grab some bourbon. We're gonna talk a little business while you listen, you know? Sounds good to me. Well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right, man. You have a good one. You too. Bye. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.